The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to the final 2023 edition of For Cheddar or Worst, Acme Packing Company's podcast covering the good and the bad surrounding your Green Bay Packers. I am your host, as always, Chris Burke, joined alongside, also as always, my co-host, uh, Lindsay Hansen. Uh, Lindsay, we're through Christmas. Uh, we're a day away from New Year's Eve. Uh, how, are we, how are we feeling as 2023 comes to an end? Um, you know, we still have a chance, uh, at making a claim, uh, as a, as a team. So, you know, it's pretty, that last week was a a rough, weird, bizarre game again. I feel like that's just the, the story of the season. Um, but the holidays were lovely. Uh, nonetheless, it was great that we pulled off a win, um, and that was a nice little Christmas miracle uh, to to add to the celebration. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm feeling feeling good. Excited about 2024 and the rest of the season. Um, I don't have high hopes about playoffs. I just I hope we can put together a good, strong end to the season and and really take it into uh, into next year. Yeah, that's kind of the way I've settled on it. Um... Did you get, I'm going to throw you a curveball here that we didn't talk, talk about ahead of time. Did you get any Packers related gifts this year? Uh, yes, I did. I got a really cool, it's from Metsy. So it's just like, it's not like an official Packers, but it's uh, this cool tie dye, um, uh, sweatshirt with just Green Bay Packers on it. Um, really cute. Very simple. I now have, since I think it's safe now, uh, my parents got me a very nice, uh, like the game, the game jerseys, not like, I mean, there's multiple levels of jerseys. I actually have a game Jordan Love jersey, um, that's okay. like they actually wear. So that was a, uh, very nice surprise. Um, wow. so yeah. that, so that is now hanging in the closet. Um, that might be something if I can get it signed and matted at some point, you know, that's, that's down the road, but, um, yeah. So the, uh, the vibes surrounding Jordan Love, you know, let's get into the game from that, from last week real quick. Uh, Jordan Love and the offense did what they needed to do against Carolina, but, um, um, that game kind of felt like a loss. Um, so we're kind of giving you a point of view here. So I was over spending the holidays with my family, um, ran to the grocery store quick to get some last minute things for our Christmas dinner. I was gone maybe no more than half an hour ish. It was Uh 30 to 16 by the time I got home. 
Um, I didn't even listen to the game on the radio. I just, I figured I'm like, yeah, there are two scores ahead, whatever. I walk into the home, I walk <laughs> back home and the game is tied. Yeah. Letting out, I, there was an audible WTF for me out of that. Um, and then we got it just to the point where, you know, the Packers marched on the field, got the field goal. Defense. <laughs> I just, I, it's, it's, it's so pathetic. It's funny now. Uh, give up some chunk plays, <sighs> which there's no excuse for. And the Panthers get within field goal range. And if Bryce Young would have snapped that ball to spike it a hair a second earlier, uh, we probably are looking at overtime there and God knows what could have happened there. Um, yeah, we shouldn't have been there. I mean, that is just, that is, it, it's just crazy. I mean, these are the Panthers and we gave them their highest scoring game by a mile of the season. Because our our defense, like I just, it's the same story. It's the same song and dance. And it's just, it's, oh my God, it's getting exhausting. <laughs> yep, 100% agree. Um, you know, I think they, it's it, it just, it, it's pathetic. If, uh, you know, they say there, everybody's, you hear the cliche, you know, about moral victories in the NFL. This kind of felt like a moral loss. Um, you know, yeah. it, it, it counts as winning the standings, but I didn't feel good about this game. Um, I will it say just... it was great that we scored as high as we did. Like that was great to see that part was, was good, uh, showing the strength of our offense and the ability to put up those, you know, those high scoring games, but to have the Carolina Panthers neck and neck. Like, it's just like, what is happening? How is this? This, how does this keep happening? That's really the question. I mean, it's, it's, Joe Barry is part human, part disaster at this point. He really is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just, he's, he's, he is a, his career, his, his time in Green Bay is nearing an end. Um, I, you know, the more I've thought about it and fire, you know, we've all been, we both have been banging the drum for LaFleur to fire him now. You know, I don't think, you know, Matt LaFleur has basically said, who do I have that can call the defense? And two, they're still in playoff contention. Um, yes. if you're not going to, you don't want to go into the playoffs limping like that, you know, so gotcha. if the Packers, if the Packers were mathematically eliminated earlier in the year, I think, you know, I, th- I think it would have happened sooner, but, um, yeah. So the drama with the defense did not. So the Green Bay gets the win there. They still have a playoff shot. They're at seven, eight going into Minnesota. We'll talk about the game in a bit, but the drama with the defense didn't stop there. Uh, Jair Alexander, this was the big story of the week. Suspended for the game against the Vikings for mm-hmm. <laughs> naming himself a captain going ahead of the coin toss. And the discourse on social media on this has been absolutely bonkers. Um, I was looking forward to, you know, I'm saying, I'm like, thank God Rodgers is gone. You know, yes, they still have Bakhtiari to deal with mainly, but this is going to be a drama free, drama free off season. We can have a normal off season for a change. And here comes Jerry Alexander like a wrecking ball. Um, yeah. Not sure what to make of this. I see both sides to the argument here. You can't have a player going out and just doing that, even though it's in his hometown. At the same time, it's also kind of funny that apparently the guys were chuckling about it. But this is showing kind of a fissure in the locker room. And I don't know, Lindsay, what do you think? To me, this kind of makes me worry a little bit about the locker room leadership of uh, Matt LaFleur, maybe at least. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I think that that's the whole point of the suspension, right, is to remind the guys like, hey, even if you disagree with my calls, I'm still head coach and, and, you know, you have to respect that to a, a certain degree. 
Um, I don't think Alexander was doing it. Um, I don't think it was like that for him. I, I truly do think that he was just being Alexander and he wanted to be a captain. He wanted to call the, the coin toss because it was his hometown. And he said that in the interview, um, uh, after that he like the guys knew and they were cool with it. But the fact that he almost messed it up and said defense instead of defer, the ref had to be like, you mean defer, right? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. same thing, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, just coin, coin, coin toss drama oh is some gosh. of the dumbest drama in the NFL. It's ridiculous. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't think it was necessarily anything um malicious by any means on Alexander's part. I I don't think there was much more to it other than he wanted to call the game because of that is where he's from. So um but LaFleur, you know, he he has to he has to draw a line and he has to like make it clear that the guys aren't running the ship that he is. And, and so I think, you know, it was probably a culmination of a, of a couple things, but I don't, I'm not too worried about it, but also there's like a little bit, a little bit of concern, like, oof, if, you know, are they losing respect? Are they, is, is LaFleur losing their respect? Yeah. You know, it, it feels like this could be one of those things that, you know, could flare up into the off season. I don't know. This might just blow over. LaFleur said they think they're going to be fine. Maybe he's right, but I don't know. I think we're all still scarred from the stuff with Aaron Rodgers that I think, you know, this could go much, uh, this, this could go down a road. We don't want to go down, but, um, uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, moving on we, uh, and hope to God, (laughs) it's just a peaceful solution. Um, Looking ahead now to this week's game, uh, injury reports. So we got a big news that came out this earlier today was uh, Eric Stokes is out with a hamstring injury that flared up. He was added to the injury report. And he will be out on Sunday. Uh, not great, Bob, with uh, Justin Jefferson looming uh, and Jair Alexander suspended. Exactly. So we will have to wait and see what happens with that. <sighs> and then you've got uh, also doubtful, Octavian Wicks questionable. Uh, you've also got Luke Musgrave is doubtful, and there was somebody else. I really wish my internet would hurry up. Uh, come on. Oh, Devondre Campbell also doubtful. Um, so they're they're going to have their hands full. It's going to be a rookie QB uh, going into that. So yeah, uh, Stokes Lindsay- was he was also placed on injured. Res- he was he was placed on injured reserve, so it wasn't just like a. A small injury that he can come back from. Stokes is, I mean, shit, that sucks. Um, yeah, it's 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 not optimal for him. Um, really thinking his time in Green Bay might be up, unfortunately, and it's too bad because he was hurt. Um, he he hasn't really had a good spot in Joe Barry's defense. Joe yeah. Barry's been putting him in. You know, maybe that's that's the best thing is I think they've got a lot of talent on that defense that deserves a second chance. Uh, under a different coordinator, but we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, right, I totally agree. What happens there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's just. I think we. I said it last week, and and I, I'll say it again. I mean, it, it, it is truly the story of the season. All of these injuries, they just seem to be. 
Um, there hasn't been a single game where we've had all of our starters. Um, we've had at least a couple out each game at least. And, you know, there were, there was a time there where we just, oh God, it was, it was really, really, um, we didn't have any depth in almost any position because we were just like using all of our, uh, our backups. Um, but, uh, hopefully we, I mean, the good news is, um, let's just dive into the good news, right? Aaron Jones. Oh, did you want to touch on something a little bit more? Nope. I was going to, nope. I was going to say, let's just go ahead and turn the chapter. Let's see going into the Vikings game. Yeah. So let's, let's see what can go right. So this is basically going to be an elimination game for both teams. So yeah. let's start, let's start with what we think could go right tomorrow. Yeah, totally. So, um, uh, the news came out that, uh, Jaron Hall, uh, the rookie QB for Minnesota is going to be the quarterback on Sunday night. Um, he played, he played the first game, the first, uh, matchup this season with the Packers. Uh, it was when Cousins just tore his Achilles. Um, and I mean, he's like, uh, he's kind of like a DeVito. Um, and we all know what DeVito did to us. So, um, this is, <laughs> this is maybe not, uh, the cheddar, but I mean, he is, you know, Hall is quick. Um, and he, while he is a rookie and like, he's only had what, 20 snaps all season or something like that. So he, he doesn't have much experience, but he is quick on his feet. Um, that is, that is one thing, one area that I think we need to be ready for. Um, but we don't, we don't really know all that much about Jaron Hall besides, you know, the, the limited examples that we've seen so far. So it could, could be a good thing for us. Because he is so green. Very green. Uh, he came in against when the last time they played the Packers at Lambeau, he came in when Cousins, uh, unfortunately tore his Achilles. Uh, he came in in relief there and the pa- and kept, kept, you know, the Packers started to come back a little bit at that point, but it was, it was too late. And then he got to start the following week, um, before Josh Dobbs came in and, you know, they started kind of their quarterback shuffling a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, that they've been doing. So. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. The DeVito comparison is actually very apt. Um, I think he's somebody that this is again somebody that like this is somebody the defense should have no problem containing. But when you've got Dingleberry over on the Green Bay sideline, you know, it's like, how are they going to screw it up this week? It's a very polluted mindset to have, but it's like, Oh, which, which way are they going to fuck up this time? You know, it's, I, it's, it's a horrible mindset to have about a defensive coordinator, but you know, this is the one area the Packers just play smart, which I have no inkling that they're going to do, but it, it could work out for him. You know, I, I still think it's an advantage for Green Bay right now, but if Joe Barry continues to have his head up his ass, it's going to be a very difficult, um, it could fall into the worst column very quickly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we will, we'll have to wait and, and see how it goes, but there's definitely potential for our defense to take advantage here. And I just, I just hope they do. Um, <laughs> that time will tell. Um, the other thing, uh, that could go well for us is, um, Minnesota is, uh, according to PFF, 32nd in rushing the passer. The, the defense is, um, <laughs> the defense for the most part is very, you know, very strong. They're, 
wild, hard to predict. They're kind of all over the place this season, and that's part of the strategy. Um, and it is harder to uh, kind of pinpoint what they're going to do. One thing that um, they haven't been excelling at on like defensively is rushing the passer. Um, they don't really have any weapons that, uh, that really make any team kind of shake in their boots um, and in that position. So that is one area that, you know, giving love that time um, while they do blitz, Minnesota does blitz. They just, they don't, you know, they have a negative nine turnover ratio as well. So they're not, um, that's not their strong suit. And that is something that we can use to our advantage, especially love. Like he does, he does do well when he has a, a little bit more time. Uh, we've seen that time and time again. So I think with this Minnesota defense, I think we, we could, uh, we could see more of that. And that's going to bode well for, for this offense. Yeah, you know, the, the Packers are really just going to have to keep an eye on Denell Hunter, and that's going to be the best way that, you know, that's the really only, only player they really got to keep an eye on there. Um, and that's really the area that the Packers can exploit. Um, Minnesota otherwise plays very fundamentally sound defense. I personally think Brian Flores uh, could and should be a head coaching candidate again. Never should have been fired from the Dolphins in the first place, although they certainly have done well with Mike McDaniel. Um, but that still doesn't overrule the firing there. Uh, but I think Flores is a very good coordinator, very smart guy, disguises mm-hmm. coverages a lot. But, uh, you know, in terms of not rushing the passer, if Jordan Love has a clean pocket, he can pick them apart. He's shown that. So exactly. that's where I think, that's where I think Jordan Love, um, kind of really turns into a weapon here. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And I mean, we've, you know, we've really seen, um, Jordan Love just, uh, We've really seen his potential. We've seen his growth, uh, over the season, uh, this year. And he does seem to do better in, in the second matchups against, against teams. Um, you know, the Lions, the Chiefs, as an example, Chiefs was back in what, 2020, I believe, right? When Rogers had 2021, 2021. 2021. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that obviously, went great for us. Uh, both of those games were fantastic games and, and love showed his, his growth and his strength as, as a QB. Um, and I think we have the opportunity to see that again with this Vikings team, uh, despite it being in Minnesota, I do still think that love is gonna uh, do a good job for us. Correct. It's almost like a mirror image of the lions game, right? You know, Detroit comes into Lambeau field, takes care of business. Green Bay goes to Detroit takes exactly. care of and, and they thump them. So Jordan Hopefully. Love's stat line, <laughs> Jordan Love's stat line, um, the last game against the Vikings, 24-41, 229 yards, one touch, one passing touchdown, one INT. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a fairly similar stat line again for Love in that Lions game at Lambeau that they lost. So, I think, you know, that after he plays it, he wants it, he watches and sees their tendencies. He's showing he's a very smart player and he can adapt, yeah. which that, you know, I, I'm kind of drawing that parallel line to the Lions is a hopeful thing that, you know, he'll be much better this go around now that he's seen the Vikings defense. Uh, he's seen the looks and now he can pick them apart a little bit more. It's just imagine that young player getting experience that's helpful. The hell you say? So, yeah, that's <laughs> we'll a, to, that's a great yeah. spot to be. That's really cool to see. Um, you know, to, 
have him really be um, adaptable and uh, and learn from. I I do feel like he wants to be great. I feel like he wants to be good and and do right by his team and um, and he's shown that by learning from from past experiences, past games with, uh, with these teams. So that's all, I mean, keep that up, love. We love to see it. That's fantastic. Um, Aaron Jones, uh, he is remaining. He's, he's healthy again for us. I hope it stays that way. Please let it stay that way. Um, we definitely saw more of him last week as well. He had 127 yards over 21 carries versus the Panthers. He's a key part to the offense. Uh, we've seen that time and time again. We love Jones. Uh, we want him to stay healthy for us because he is, he does give love just another weapon and another option to pass the ball to, um, you know, on the, on the ground or, you know, even in there sometimes. So, um, Jones is, he's key and he, he will be, um, a big part of this offense uh, during the Vikings game as well. Yep, he, and he I, better be like LaFleur better not <laughs> fucking, you know. Correct. That's, that's the only concern when anytime it comes to Aaron Jones is just, is it going to be too much, you know, can, is LaFleur going to go away from him too soon or is he going to underutilize him? But I think, Hopefully he's learned his lesson at this point that I think Aaron Jones is the best security blanket for a, a still developing quarterback like Jordan Love. So I, you know, him staying healthy is going to be key. And that just adds a whole another element uh, to the Packers offense that the defense has to respect because I still think opposing defenses respect 33 more than they respect 10 right now. And that I think plays into Jordan Love's advantage. And maybe that'll flip next year. I don't know. But uh, right now I'd say having 33 on the field is definitely an advantage. For sure. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, all right, guys. Well, that did it for the cheddar section of our show. We will take a quick break and be right back with the worst. All right, everyone. Welcome back. So the Vikings are one point, uh, favorites in this game. So we will have to just see how that pans out. So obviously that means a lot can happen. Uh, that might not go well for the Packers. Uh, one thing that stands out, and this is kind of the elephant in the room right now is no Jair Alexander. And no, uh, Eric Stokes is now, uh, it means Justin Jefferson right now is probably going to go off. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel, I feel like this is a, could be a potential historic output day because I don't know that Joe Barry's going to have anybody in the same zip code is him, maybe, maybe even area code, uh, to go even bigger at this point. Just no confidence, uh, that they're going to call this game correctly in terms of covering number 18. Uh, and then if Hall is at all, if Jaron Hall is at all accurate, uh, I think it's Jordan Love, uh, Jordan Love, good grief. Justin Jefferson could have a massive, massive game. Yeah. Uh, he's <laughs> Justin Jefferson is, uh, terrifying. Uh, he is very, very, very elite and he's very good. I mean, it, it sucks because last time, Alexander, um, missed, uh, missed the Vikings game due to injury. Uh, and now it's due to this suspension. And I know that they always have, they always have extra fire between them. The Jefferson and Alexander, um, always make for an interesting matchup. Uh, but they do, I mean, it's, oof. I mean, you said it, uh, like no, no Alexander, no Stokes. 
who the hell is going to defend Jefferson? It's a terrifying thought. And I just, I don't know how that's going to go. Um, but it is, it is likely going to be a very big thorn in the Packers side, the whole game. 100%. I mean, I think we were, everybody was already talking about this last week. Like, oh, Jeff, Jefferson's going to go large. And that was before the Alexander suspension. Now it's like he, he could break records. Um, not even joking on this. Like if Kirk Cousins were there, um, this, I, the line would probably be even further in Minnesota's favor. Um, whatever they're putting Jefferson at in terms of yardage, uh, in terms of a spread, I would take the over. I wouldn't even need to look at it. Just take the over. <laughs> um, I just think it's, it's, there's, I've got zero confidence in Joe Barry to competently call coverage on him. But in the off chance that they do, uh, potentially, even if they do double team him, uh, a little bit, they still have two other receivers that can hurt, uh, that can hurt you in KJ Osborne, especially Jordan Addison. Uh, Addison with an asterisk that if he plays, uh, he's listed as questionable. Uh, for Sunday. So he's had a pretty stellar rookie season, uh, 63 catches, 826 yards, nine touchdowns. Uh, and that's, he's had two games over 100 yards. So he's actually had a pretty darn good rookie year. Uh, yeah, so he's him had, missing time would be, would be a, would be a big blow to them. He's, yeah, he, huge blow. Yeah. I mean, it's actually shocking too, because he's had, uh, he's put up better stats this year than, than Justin Jefferson. Um, which is pretty crazy. Um, well, it's, it, it is, but don't forget Jefferson missed a lot of time. He was on IR for a while. I was going to say, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, some things, it's, I, that makes a lot more sense. I was like, yeah, yeah Jeff, wasn't Jefferson, Jefferson missed hurt weeks. for a yep. while? Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, yeah, that, that makes a lot more sense. But still, I mean, those are great stats for a rookie. Those are fantastic. Um, definitely, I mean – Definitely something to, uh, to worry about and to be ready for this defense. I just, I don't know if, um, I really believe that we have the talent on defense. I really do. I believe in our guys. I just, I do think mo- the majority of this, these issues that we're seeing is, the man who's calling the shots right now and, and with the defense. And that's a little, it's more than a little, that's definitely concerning when you have a team that has weapons like Addison, Osborne and Jefferson, like you need to be ready. And I don't know if Joe Barry knows what to do with that. I don't know if he has a game plan for that. And it's just, I mean, that's his job, but he's not been, He's not been doing his job. So I just don't know. I have no confidence that we're going to find a way to stop these weapons, these guys. Correct. And KJ Osborne also has been hurt a little bit, but he's had a decent year. So this is his third year with the Vikings. Uh, he's averaging 11 and a half yards per reception. Uh, so he in three touchdowns. So it's still, he's probably that one that's if he, uh, he, you know, he's been hurt. Yes, but he's probably that sneaky, sneaky weapon that, uh, Joe Barry could even have trouble targeting even if they find some way to slow Jefferson down. He's, he's the one that I think could really sneak up on everybody. So, uh, please, Joe Barry, if for some strange listening or reason you're listening to this podcast that makes fun of you more than ever, um, <laughs> please at least make sure hey. that's make sure. <laughs> 
can guarantee yeah. he does not uh does not listen almost yeah i'm i'm pretty sure but hey respect if he does i'd be like okay i <laughs> i yeah, actually speak- yeah yeah i just that that would be kind of crazy but you know it's i'm going to be nice i'm going to be nice it's still the holidays uh the man has a family so <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it's nothing of- like we don't wish him ill will. Let us be very clear. None of us wish him <laughs> anything like, you know, anything negative. It's just uh, like he's not doing his job as a defensive coordinator. And that's that. There is no like. I need to make that very clear because I do think people get that twisted and, and it's like, no, like we're not wishing ill will. Like we wish him, I wish him well. I just don't think that the Packers that Green Bay is where he belongs. I just don't. And that's just based on experience and facts, well, and, like what we've well, seen. It, and I'll mention the article again that Paul Noonan wrote for APC a while back. Very was hired. There was a nepotism hire. He never should have been hired. That's not his fault. That's Matt LaFleur's fault. And by all yeah. accounts that I've seen and people I've heard that have actually met the guy and talked with him, the Joe Barry is a terrific human being, a uh, guy he'd love to just sit and have dinner with, uh, probably great family man. Uh, he's just terrible at his job, and we've all got coworkers like that that, God, you suck at your job, but I love you as a person. We all have people like that in our <laughs> lives, and I think Joe, that is that is Joe Barry. Um, needless to say, so that's he was on my list here, but I think all we got to say is what could go wrong, Joe Barry, enough said. Yeah, exactly. Um, Enough said. <laughs> so la- last thing on my list here is that U.S. Bank Stadium is a beautiful stadium, by the way. It killed a lot of birds early on. Uh, um, but it is a beautiful stadium, and it's also very tough to play. Um, yeah. While definitely not as bad on the eardrums as the Metrodome, and maybe this is just me being a 40-year-old, you know, still having trauma from the uh, Favre era when they could not win a game in the Metrodome to save their lives. Um, but it's it's still a very tough place to play, and when you've got a defense that's – not, um, you know, that's already apparently not happy with their coach and then maybe even more unhappier with the Jair suspension. Um, that crowd noise could really be a factor, uh, with the Green Bay defense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is definitely one of the, uh, tougher stadiums. It's definitely one of the loudest as well. Um, you know, this is going to be a test for love and this young team to see how they respond, see if they can really cancel out that noise and, and focus in on the game and the plays that they need to make. Um, but it, they, it's not a, you know, they don't make it easy and that's the point. That's the whole point. So, um, really trying to, like really hope that they're able to uh to dial it in and and just make the plays that they need to cuz um it could be a big, you know, it could be a factor into their performance if they let it get to them and let it get in their heads. Correct. And they're already an undisciplined team. I mean, we we knew that even before the Jair suspension and may that that's probably one of the reasons behind the suspension is to restore some form of discipline, but um yeah, yeah they they are they are not always the best coach, the best coach group defensively or offensively in terms of penalties and just keeping their heads in the game, penalties, so yeah. Yeah, let's just um let's just keep our cool here gang and everything will be fine. Um you think you can be a playoff team, you got to act like it. That means, you know, keeping your head in the ball game so to speak. So uh, that kind of covers, you know, the good and the bad of what we think could happen. So let's get into our predictions. Uh, Lindsay, as always, I will let you lead off here. Yeah. So I, 
I think that this game is definitely going to be close. Um, I think that it's going to be a higher scoring game. I don't think that like last week, my prediction was like, I don't know, 17 to three or something. <laughs> like I just was not expecting a, uh, a big game from either team last week, but I do think that these two teams, you know, there is that rivalry. There is that history that pushes players to put on uh, better performances typically. So I do think it's going to be a pretty solid game, pretty fun one to watch. I am going to lean optimistically again and go with the Packers. I'm going to say 31-28 Packers for Sunday night. So I'm kind of going to do a reverse. I'm kind of going to do very similar, but the opposite in a way. I'm going to go 28-24 Minnesota uh, because, number one, every time I pick against the Packers, uh, they tend to win. So I'm kind yes. of hoping the reverse jinx works here. Um, but also because I have, again, zero confidence in this defense to stop Joe Barry, to stop Joe Barry from himself and to stop Justin Jefferson. <laughs> um, I just think, you know, it's, this is going to be a back and forth game. I really do. I think Jordan Love can keep up. You know, Vince Lombardi once said the Packers have never lost a game. They just ran out of time. I think that's what's going to happen here. I think it's going to yeah. be a back and forth. The defense is just not going to be able to keep it up. Um, I just think it's, 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 I just don't see them finding a way to win this one, but be more than happy to say that I'm wrong. If the defense somehow plays well without Jair Alexander and can find a way to keep Jefferson contained, uh, maybe I'd be pleasantly surprised. I'd love to see them, uh, get back to eight and eight, equal their win total from last year when, um, that schmo named Rogers was still here. You can equate the win total with Jordan Love. I think that would be a great, great message to send. So, but, uh, I think they're going to need, I think they'll get there. Just it might take one more win against the Bears next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I hope the reverse, uh, the reverse happens. I would love to see. Oh, God. Yeah. I do think it's, I do think it's going to be a good game. And I just, I really hope that we're able to pull off a win. Um, but it, you know, Obviously, defense has lost us games more times than we can count, and uh, it could very well happen again. I just, I'm, I'm going to remain a little hopeful that it's a well, good game and that we we pull off a W again. Well, yeah, and I think the other thing I didn't, we didn't mention this when talking about Jaron Hall earlier is what I think would be hilarious but also scary is that they basically can't Joe Barry in the sense that they might give Jaron Hall the start. So they're going to say, oh, yeah, he's going to be our starter and like two plays in or maybe a series in. Oh, here comes Josh Dobbs. You know, I think they think that little of Joe Barry that they could pull a quick rope-a-dope on that. It's happened. It, teams have done that before. Um, yeah. Not to get too conspiratorial, but um, I, I got a bad feeling that might happen, which I think that's the final insult right there to your defensive coordinator. Uh, you might as well just put a giant middle finger on the scoreboard at that point <laughs> directed at Joe Barry. But um, also of note, so just looking ahead, since we, this is our last show of the year for 2024, if the Packers lose tomorrow night against the Vikings, mm-hmm. they all but secure the third spot in the NFC North. The New York Jets are also set to finish third in the AFC East, which means Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets will at some time next year come to Lambeau Field to play Jordan Love and the Packers. Oh, wow. Which, um, yeah. 
the only way to avoid that right now would be for the Packers to leapfrog the Vikings, which they can do with a win uh, tomorrow night. So, um, oh, That is Sunday night. I think that not, I am furthest thing from a conspiracy theorist, but for those of you out there that embrace that sort of thing, heads up. Ooh, well, we, uh, oh, that would be just, that would just be so, that would be a wild, wild thing. Um, it's happening. It would, I mean. In the past, obviously, but it's just like, ooh, that's weird. (laughs) The upside down. You know, even if they get it on the schedule, they get it all scheduled. You know, you still got to have other things fall in your favor next year unless they start it out like week, unless they start in like week one. But I mean, still. Um, Yeah, yeah. Well, which which it very well could. Who knows? That that would be a great Sunday nighter, but we are getting way ahead of ourselves. Let's win this game first. Yeah, let's let's win this game. Let's just win Sunday and just, yeah, not even get over there. So, (laughs) all right, that'll do it for us this year in 2023. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, Lindsay, I think we got nothing left to say this year except go, Pat, go. Go, Pat, go. Happy New Year, guys. We'll see you in 2024. Oh yeah, and fire Dingleberry. That's that's all. <laughs> that's my New Year's res- my New Year's resolution is for Matt Lafleur to grow grow brain and fire Joe Barry. So yeah, that should be Lafleur's <laughs> New Year's resolution. Honestly, <laughs> happy Happy New Year to everyone except Joe Barry. Well, hell, even Joe Barry. Fine. Happy right. <laughs> New Year, bye everyone. Thank you.